Hey everyone, I just wanted to jump in before the episode started to talk about something that I didn't really get to in either of the episodes I just put out and something that I didn't really think to include until after I was done editing and I couldn't really find a way to organically weave it into either of those episodes so I just figured I'd start this episode off with it and just get my thoughts out there about something that just happened. So Juice World just died and... Recently, there have been a few very significant deaths in the hip-hop world, and I have incredible respect for them as musicians and creators, but they didn't have a huge effect on me. They didn't really... uh, Their music wasn't a huge deal for me. I obviously liked it and and enjoyed a few of their songs, but I wasn't an avid fan or listener. But uh, Juice was was a creator and just a person that I actually genuinely admired and really, really liked uh, everything that he put out. So I was really sad to learn about this, and it was just, man, it was incredibly disheartening. But I just wanted to pay my respects and say thank you for everything that he, you know, he gave to me and millions of other fans around the world to listen to. It'll, you know, definitely stay in the regular rotation and man, just too soon, just way too soon, so, anyway, uh, rest easy, all that, and, uh, and thank you, so, all right, just wanted to get that out there, and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and enjoy the episode, here it is. Hey, welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. This is going to be a really quick episode. It's it's very late, and I, and I, I honestly, like I thought about recording a podcast the whole day, and I didn't. I just didn't quite get to it, and it's 11.23 at night, and I, uh, well, I decided, I mean, now's as good a time as any. I don't know. I just figured, probably not going to have any time tomorrow, definitely going to not have time throughout the week, so I should just grind it out, get an episode out this week, you know, I don't have that much to talk about anyway, so it's fine, it's fitting, I am glad to just put out some some content, the, the real big episodes will probably hit in the coming weeks, because the year's about to wind down, so there's there's just, you know, more stuff to talk about, anyway. Uh, I watched The Social Network the other day. Uh, It was the Sunday before my birthday, and it was really, really good. It it came after a pretty long day of shopping and fun things, and it had been a while since we just had, like, a quiet night at home, and we were scrolling through movies on Prime, and I was like, you know what, I want to watch The Social Network because I've never seen it. And my mom was like, I mean, okay. My dad was like, I mean, okay. So I was like, yeah, we're watching this. And they had both already seen it, but I never had. And I knew vaguely the story of Facebook. I knew that it was initially a like a site created to rate girls. I knew that it was Mark Zuckerberg's thing that he created in college. I knew he was very young when he became very rich. And I knew he was a weird, weird guy. 
and that he had curly hair. That was about it. So at, at the beginning, I was like, okay, seems about right. All these things line up with what I know about uh, the Zuck and his his whole deal. And then progressively, I learned a lot more about this story than I knew initially. So I didn't do a lot of, like, I didn't do any research after the fact. I don't know to the degree to which this is accurate or how closely it sticks to the facts of the true events. But I would, I would bet it doesn't stray too terribly far. I mean, nothing that happens seems outlandish enough that it would give me pause to think that, you know, this was inaccurate. So I can't really speak to the accuracy of it, but I can say that this was an incredibly entertaining movie and one of the best I've seen in a while. I was surprised to learn that it was David Fincher and Aaron Sorkin. Those are two creators that I really like, uh, especially Sorkin. I should go back and catch up on some of the things that he's done in the past because I think that I need to watch more of his stuff. I really like To Kill a Mockingbird, and I really like this, and I just like the way he writes. There's a snappy pace to it, and it's very clever, and there are lines that feel real if they're delivered right, intermixed with lines that are incredibly clever and like stand out as being uh, more witty and well thought out than like a normal person would talk. So it's realistic, but still a little heightened enough that you're not totally in the real world. And I really like that. And I just, I like the pace of how he writes. And I like listening to the the way he writes characters. It's very entertaining. I like that a lot. And he also does a very good job of distilling really expansive stories into really digestible packages. This is huge as is To Kill a Mockingbird and there's a lot of weight to both stories uh, one from the real world you know implications and how big it became and uh, the other from just the legacy of the book itself and the the subject matter that it explores and it, it's so incredible to watch how deftly he maneuvers a lot of that stuff and just how entertaining and, and fast-paced and well-written it can be. It's really, really enjoyable. I think that was one of the best parts of this movie. And then the other part of it was just how well-directed it was from everything. I mean, the shots and the composition and just how well everything flows and moves and how good it looks and, like, the... Uh, I don't, the dichotomy of the darkness that's kind of under this whole movie, it is a Fincher movie, so it does kind of have a, I don't know, like, you, you can tell it's directed by him, it's got that aesthetic, it's got that look, but it's also, um, I don't know, it's also kind of got a certain liveliness in some of the scenes, it's just got this energy that is really interesting, it's very unique, and I like that a lot, and then, Beyond just the purely technical aspects of the direction of this movie, the acting is superb. Obviously, these are all actors who transcend directors. You really don't need to get a good director to get a good performance out of 99% of these people. But, I mean, even so, this stuff is really up there. This is, like, top-tier acting for a lot of these performers. It's kind of hard to think of movies that they're better in. This is, like... This is really, really good stuff. This is probably my favorite Jesse Eisenberg movie. I don't 
think I've seen a ton. But but that's still, I think this is probably the best, and this is definitely the best Andrew Garfield movie I've ever seen. Although I haven't seen Silence or uh, or Hacksaw Ridge or any of the more recent stuff he's been renowned for. But I should definitely check it out, especially after watching this. And uh, Silence I'll have to kind of circle back to later because it ties into something else I wanted to talk about in a little bit. But anyway, I'll put a pin in that for now. In a lot of his moments, he just hits so perfectly. And and whether it be the comedic, comedic bits or the emotional stuff, like when um, there's that big thing where they take him, take his name out of the company and everything, and they're trying to get him to sign that away. That was so well acted. And his, like, breakdown that he does, that was, oh, man, that was so good. That was probably my favorite part of the movie and he really pulls that off in a way I don't think a lot of other actors could and then uh Jesse Eisenberg the way he is like likable at first and he kind of keeps you shifting like do I like this guy or do I not I know he's kind of a piece of shit but he's still got charisma and charm and then from the first scene just how fast-paced he talks and how intelligent he is and Man, does that really set a tone for this movie, and it is it is fantastic. I love the speed of it. It's just, I don't know, man, it's it's very different than really any other movie. It's so distinct, and you really need the right type of actor who can pull that off, and I think he pulled it off fantastically. He's just got the manic energy required to make a character like that work, and I think he elevates even what was on the page, so it's, man, is it crazy. I don't... I don't even know. It's like next level how these guys are pulling the stuff off. This is really, really good. It's a master class in acting. And then uh, even Justin Timberlake is giving a good performance here. I Obviously, it's uh, singing is a, it's sort of a performance at, at the level that he does it. Like you're still putting on a kind of an act for your fans, but it's it's a different kind of thing, but he still does make the transition really well, and I think all of his stuff that he does, he uh, he does it really well, and the way he is kind of smooth and charming, or I don't know why I said it like that, but the way he's smooth and charming is, is really good, and how he, you can tell he acts like he's more knowledgeable than he is, and kind of acts like he is... He's been in the game longer and has more knowledge of the industry than he does and how you can see how that kind of attitude would mislead a character like Mark, at least the way he's portrayed in this movie. That's really good. And just, I don't know, a lot of the the swagger, he pulls it off really well and he's also so hateable. I really don't like him for a lot of this, a good portion of this. He's obviously the antagonist in a way, so... Yeah, he pulls off both sides of that really well, and he nails the thing, the, well, there's two things he nails. He really nails the the speech in the bar, where he's, like, he's talking about the, the I'm CEO, bitch, and, and he's like, look, look at me, look at my eyes, tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, that whole thing. He does that really well, that's a really good monologue, and then he does the, the part where, uh, he he kind of stops and he's like, drop the the, just Facebook. 
that was really good too. I liked that how he hit that moment. It was really really good. It was all fantastic. Everybody in this movie did a great job. And then um yeah, the only thing I didn't really love about it was that it didn't have a super distinct resolution. We just kind of cut to the to the text that gives you the facts of the situation, which is pretty standard for a biopic like this, but I don't know. It still didn't wind down as well as I think it could have. But, I mean, it's really Small Potatoes. This is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Get on that shit. Hi, I'm back. Okay, no joke. Literally what you just heard, there was a cut, and now I'm talking again. That was a... Those two episodes... Like, or those two segments were a week apart. Like, an exact week apart. It was the 7th when I recorded that bit of audio, and it is the 14th right now. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was close to 11.30 uh, p.m. when I was recording then, and it is 11.19 a.m. right now. So, it's, I mean, it's almost, it's crazy. Listen, I'm sorry, I apologize. This episode should have been expedited, but it was not. It It really should have come out way sooner, but... Listen, meets, practice, friends, putting up the Christmas tree, dog walking, it's it's insane. Um, I really tried to, to get to this, but a lot of times it just kind of falls behind. But anyway, I'm here, I'm going to finish this, and I'm going to put the episode out. I promise. And I'll probably have an episode, a bonus episode after this. So don't get too worried. The podcast isn't over or anything. I mean, I doubt anyone is actually worried, but just in case, I'm just... I'm just, I'm just telling you. Alright, so, uh, I originally had two other things that I wanted to talk about, and I do not remember what the one was, so I'm just gonna, oh, wait, yeah, 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 no, I do. Okay, so now I have three. Perfect. Uh, the first two are comic-related. So, a week ago, it was December 7th when I recorded that, and it was two days after my birthday. Uh, my parents got me just small things, they got me... Overwatch, the video game, and, uh, um, Folklords for my birthday. The, it was the first issue of a new comic, and it's put out by Boom Studios, so it's indie. It's a little more, you know, they have, the creators have more latitude than they would at Marvel or DC. So I was excited for it, especially because the premise sounds really fun. It's about a kid who, instead of cosplaying to be, like, in a fantasy world, he lives in a fantasy world, and he cosplays about being here, because he's been having these dreams and visions of our world, and he's trying to go to there, and it was really interesting. I The world building was fantastic, and something I never really considered was that from the outside looking in, had you never been exposed to what America looks like and American cities look like? how indescribable that would be to you. Like, he's saying, oh, there's buildings that rise as tall as mountains, and it's like he's struggling to find the words to describe it, because, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. That would be like, if you left Middle Earth and then walked into New York, you'd be like, what the hell? Like, that's crazy. And I never really thought about it like that, and that was just an interesting perspective. And then... There's some really great designs and costumes, and I can see the way they're kind of putting things in motion for the upcoming issues, and I'm really excited for it. I would definitely recommend it if you're into that kind of kind of stuff. 
the only thing I think I didn't like about it was that I felt that there was a missed opportunity that everyone, even in the fantasy world, talked like we talk. Like, there's no differentiation. The font's, like, a little funky, but other than that, it it's just how normal people talk. And I think it would have been more interesting if everyone else talked, like, old-timey or, you know, like they were in a fairy tale. And he talked like we did, so then it's not only, like, why is he dressing like this? Why is he wearing a, what, what, what is that, a watch? Uh, what are you talking about, like, mountainous buildings? And then he's like, and why are you talking like that? Like, that would be just another part of his persona and his obsession, but, I mean, it's not really a big deal. Uh, I think it works perfectly well as it is. And I did like how it kind of plays on the tropes of, like, a teen rom-com, but sets it, like I said, in basically Middle Earth or something. That was interesting. I, I'm i really excited for where this series goes in the future. So I definitely recommend it. And I think it's two issues deep now. I haven't picked up the second one yet, but I will. I'm looking forward to it. And then another thing that I am looking forward to, I'm actually like ungodly excited for this movie. Or, not movie, sorry. This comic. Uh, Robert Kirkman and... Chris Samney's uh, firepower. So it's the premise seems kind of unclear. I think like the one sentence pitch they've been giving is like, a man trying to find himself finds powers instead or something like that. Uh, and I think they released like 10 or so pages of it as a preview and I read all of them. The art is fantastic as always. I'm always down for whatever Chris Samney is doing. His Wow, his work is amazing. The detail, but also, like, the cartoonish nature of it, it's fantastic. Uh, all his work on Mark Wade's Daredevil is, it's just some of the best artwork that I've ever seen. It It's great. And I'm really excited to see that he's working on something awesome like that again. And then, just the way it seems to be shaping up. I mean, the premise as it stands seems a little bare bones, but then again... I feel like that's a lot of Robert Kirkman stories, and the devil is definitely in the details. Like, I mean, if you didn't have the element of satire in Invincible, it would just be another run-of-the-mill comic that you could find pretty much anywhere. Like, it it has something special beyond just the premise, which is kind of the same thing with The Walking Dead. It's like, ooh, zombies, haven't seen that before. Oh, and it's post-apocalyptic. Oh, and everything's terrible. It's like... You know, it seems played out on first glance. But once you get to read it, know the characters, and see a lot of the clever world building that he does, that's where his series really take off, I think. So while this doesn't seem like anything super unique, I am really excited to see how it shapes up, and I'm excited to get in on the ground floor of a Robert Kirkman comic. Not like, Oh, you want to read this? Great, here's 35 volumes. and Or you can get it in five omnibuses that are the size of the Bible. Like, I'm excited to start with one and keep going from there. Uh, however long it goes, at least I don't have to go back. That's That's exciting. So I'm really excited for this. I can't wait to pick it up. If you're interested, uh, there's a thousand articles about it. Even the New York Times published an article about it. It's definitely going to be really hyped when it comes out and it is coming out in may so yeah definitely get on that it sounds really cool and okay this is actually a movie i started watching the irishman on netflix 
and I got, I think, an hour and a half into it, which means I still have two hours left, and it's really good. It is really, really good. If you can get over the intimidation of the runtime, it's definitely, at least so far, worth watching. The only thing is, I just don't, I don't, clearly, because I was, I, I had it lined up to talk about last week, so I have been sitting in exactly the same spot in the movie for a week, and I could watch it today, I have enough time, but I'm I'm probably not going to, I want to watch Back to the Future, if anything, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, I just don't have a really strong desire to finish it, I probably will, if only to talk about it on the podcast, because I think it would make for something a little more interesting and off the beaten path than the stuff I normally talk about. I mean, I try to mix it up here and there, but it is usually sci-fi or fantasy or superheroes of some sort. I'm trying to evolve the podcast past it as much as I can, but this is kind of my geeky outlet, because I don't just, you know, it's it's a little different than it used to be. I don't just kind of outwardly project all of that all the time. So that might be part of the reason that this podcast is the way it is. However, that being said, it doesn't mean that I don't want to spice it up sometimes and talk about different genres. So we'll see how that turns out. But if you're in it for the long haul, if you're down for a three and a half hour meditation on regret and the mob and whatever, go for it. I would say it's definitely worth a watch, even even technically. It's so well shot, and it's got such great atmosphere, and I mean, they just, he casts all of his actors, they just have great voices, like everything they say has gravitas, like I just want to listen to them, it's, it just adds an additional layer to the movie where it's like, oh, this is not a movie, this is a film, like it just, I don't know, it feels important, and I just like to be in a movie that feels that way rather than just like a light or fun kind of popcorn flick. That's fun for me too. So I like that part of it. And the story so far is shaping up to be really nice. And I like jumping between the time periods and, ooh, and I like that it's set in Philly. That is definitely a highlight. I did not know that. I just assumed it was set in New York. And then he was like talking about Chico River and, you know, stuff in Philly, and I was like, what? (laughs) Because more movies should be set in Philly. It's a great city, and I was super glad to see it in this movie. That was awesome. So, yeah, I would say give it a watch. I might be talking about it in the near future. Might. Um, and then... I think that's about it. Uh, My bonus episode will be about Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, excuse me, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas comedy, Jingle All the Way. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Uh, Tripped up a little bit there, but it's fine. Don't, Don't cut it out, just continue. That's my rule of podcasting. So I will... That'll be probably around 15 to 20 minutes. I don't have a ton to say about it, but I do want to put something out a little bit Christmassy since we draw nearer to the season, but that won't be the official Christmas episode. Uh, For that, I would really appreciate it if you guys would send in suggestions. You are the listeners. I want to hear what you want to hear. So 
whatever, classic stuff. I'll watch anything from It's a Wonderful Life to... Well, I can't say Jingle All the Way. Um, Black Christmas. Yes, that's those are the two most polar opposite Christmas movies I could think of. So, yeah, please, please let me know what you want to hear. And uh, I will make sure to, to put it in contention for what the official Christmas movie will be. And then after that, I will not be talking about Star Wars. I have absolutely no interest in going to see it. So I think after the Christmas episode, unless I see anything that I really feel the need to talk about, I will probably end the year with like a like a wrap-up. So probably talk about the best movies, TV shows, books, whatever that I read. And then that'll be it for the year. That'll be uh, the end of, I guess, quote-unquote, season one, because there's been... You know, it's not been a year of the podcast, but it's a cutoff, you know what I mean? It's just a convenient way to, to transition into a new season, so that's probably how it all shake out. I might, might talk about the Watchmen TV show and the comic, like both of them, and talk about them in relation to each other and stuff, because tomorrow is the season finale, so I think that would be fun to do. I know I've been talking about it a little bit here and there, but being able to expound on my thoughts about that would be a real treat because there is so much to unpack there. So that might happen too, but that'd probably be a bonus episode. So, you know, no no need to really look out for that. Uh, We'll see, we'll see. But there probably won't be too many episodes left, I think is what I'm trying to say. So this one, the other bonus episode that I'm releasing today, a year-end wrap-up, an official Christmas episode, and then... I'm going to say either The Irishman or Watchmen. How about that? So, yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. But just wanted to give you a little heads up on what you can expect down the road. But I'm hoping that I can expect expect you guys to write in what Christmas movies you want me to watch. That would be great. Okay, okay. I think that's about it. I think that does it for me. I'm glad to finally have this episode done. It's good to get it off my plate. It's been on my shoulders like a like a 98,000 pound weight for the past week, making me feel like crap that I haven't finished it yet. So I'm glad that I finally did. And I'm glad that you're listening to it. Thank you as always for listening. If you want to show your support for the show and tell other people how much you enjoy hearing it semi-weekly, you can rate and review it on iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you get your podcast. You can do it right in app. It takes you about a minute, and it really helps the show a lot. If that's not really your bag, or you've already done that, but you have suggestions or stuff you want us to cover, or me to cover, you can send those in to uh, my Instagram, my personal one, at geovandrioli1, or the show's Instagram, where I post updates about what movies I'll be covering in the near future, or... Uh, when new episodes have gone up, you can follow that at Movies and More Pod on Instagram. And then if Instagram doesn't float your boat, you can email me at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. So that's about it. Shoot, gratefuls, gratefuls. I am grateful for patience, patience. I'm grateful for patience. I'm grateful for my mom's patience with my obnoxious shoe spending habit. She did finally cut me off. She was like, okay, two more and then you're done. And I was like, okay, Uh, I already ordered one of those too, and I entered a raffle for the other one, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, I'm grateful for her being patient with that, and I'm grateful for 
my coach and teammate patience with some of the more difficult dives that I've been trying uh, at practice. It's taken me a while, but I'm starting to get the hang in them. Did you guys know that if you don't do a front flip uh, 360 correctly, it can really hurt? Uh, it can, trust me. So, yeah, I, I, I'm grateful for all that, and I am, yeah, just thought I'd spread the word. All right, that's it for real. See ya, have a great day, and don't get arrested.